Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey guys, praise the Lord, man, it's Pastor Chris, and we're back in the sanctuary. Come on, somebody. Shot a couple videos from the office. Maybe we'll change it up once in a while. Maybe we should go on location. Like Tahiti, praise the Lord, Hawaii, come on somebody, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost, maybe Bahamas, right from the beach, put the set out there, I might feel the Lord a lot more in those places, come on, I don't know, well whatever, glory to God man, hey guys, I'm excited about this series on purpose, it's been life changing to so many people, They've been changing their, their direction, surely doing it. And tonight, I, I really want to talk to you. I, I, I had this thought this morning, and I, I was thinking about coming to you. And a couple of days ago, I said something about God understands that we're human and that we make mistakes, and everybody makes mistakes, and God's standard doesn't come down because we make mistakes. He just knows how to cooperate with our mistakes. And maybe you've made a mistake. And today I was thinking about, man, how do I turn my mistake into a miracle? How do I, how do I allow, like, maybe my weaknesses or my, some of my shortcomings or some of the things, or maybe you had, and maybe you flat out just failed at something. You know, the Bible says a good man falls down, but he gets back up. Well, sometimes we, we fail. I mean, it sounds bad, but you look at a David and you look at, like, you know, you know, a Peter, and you look at, like, great men and God and women in the Bible, and you just seen, like, man, they, they failed. They had failures, you know, and the failures were not fatal, and they weren't final. They turned things around. So I want to talk to you about turning my mistake into the miraculous. How do I turn my mistake into a miracle? How do I, how do I use the negative, maybe, situations that I walk through as a positive? How do I turn the test into a testimony? How do I turn this setback into an opportunity to become a stepping stone. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be really awesome. I think it's going to be really, really good. And don't forget, I'm going to talk about this. Don't forget to make plans to attend to our financial summit. It's going to be October 7th through the 10th. It starts Saturday morning. It's going to be phenomenal. I want everybody in the building. The magnitude of this meeting is tremendous. Don't even... Ask yourself when you're going, just go to all of it. I'm telling you, it's that good. Praise the Lord. It's going to be a great time. So sign up today. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I, I want you to look at this um, scripture, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull some of these up. I kind of I kind of was um, kind of pulling on some of these scriptures, and um, I kind of thought, man, this is going to be really good. Um, because I thought it was big. So I want you to look at Psalms 103, and I'm going to explain this. Psalms 103, and I want you to look upon verse 13 and 14. Okay? This is really, this is where we're at. It's going to be, this will be a really, really good, I think it's going to be really helpful. I mean, I think I'm going to wind up talking about this Sunday. I think I'm going to talk literally about this Tonight, Sunday, and the following Wednesday, right in a conference, I, I really believe it's a lot of content. And you need to see this. So just look at this. Psalms 103, 13. 
Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. Now, I'm going to explain that. Um, um, God anticipates human weakness. He, he kind of understands it's there. Um, and I know we're beyond humans and we have supernatural ability, but sometimes we basically do not... I don't even want to say we don't make the right decision, but sometimes what happens is God knows our frailty and God knows our human side or human... Our, 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 um, our humanity is real, and sometimes we miss it, okay? So this is why I, you're, you're not disqualified from the miraculous because you miss it. God understands it. He knows us. He knows we're his dust. So it wasn't saying like we're, we're beneath, or, but here's what I want you to do. I want to make this very clear. God gave you and me the ability to live at his level. Okay, first and foremost, let's solidify that. So God didn't make you beneath. God didn't make you above. He gave you the ability to live right at his level. I don't always live at his level, and sometimes I make mistakes. So what do you do? Because I think people have paused their purpose forever because they feel like, oh, my God, I made a mistake. Oh, my God, I went through this traumatic season. Oh, God, help me. I'm disqualified because of my past behaviors, my past decisions, and sometimes my flat-out rebellion. Because let's be straight, sometimes we just like, I know it's not good, but I'm going to do it anyway. So how do we regain purpose even though that we've had a great mistake? Whether we caused the mistake, whether we went through the mistake. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, I, I dealt with this a couple times. Like some denominations look at people um, preachers, I had a, I had a buddy, um, guy got divorced, you know, he was part of a denomination. We're not picking on denominations, right? And they were basically like, well, if you go through that, we, you don't have credentials no more within the organization. So basically guy did nothing wrong, just loving his family. You know, wife comes home one day. I don't want to be married anymore. Goes, tries to go to counts, did everything in his power to save his marriage save his family, and realistically, she just went hell-bent. It's what it is, you know, guys, girls, vice versa, and leaves. And now literally, not only does he lose his family, he's, he's, he lost his, his livelihood and, and his calling and like literally was like, what do I do now? Now, whether that's right or wrong, I'm not going to get into details. That's none of my business. But here's what I'm saying. Sometimes people feel like I'm disqualified. No. The guy was like, look, I knew I was still called, still, he left his denomination, stood in the ministry, became a great success. But how many people, because of a life hit, feel like, man, I'm not qualified to do this, or I'm not qualified to do that, or I, because of mistake, mistake, whether I committed it, or something happened, or a setback, and now you're done? No. So now, for the people who have been on that road, like, I didn't do it, it just happened. We understand, but sometimes I think there's the things that we did. So what do I do to regain, turn my mistake into a miracle? How do you do this? Okay? I think it's awesome. 
So I'm going to give you some scriptures um, that are going to help you. So look at Proverbs 28.13. Proverbs 28.13, right? And I, I, I'm going to give you these. There's, there's a little bit more than I kind of thought I had here, but I got it. Look what it says in Proverbs 28.13. It says, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and, confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. That's a great scripture, right? He says, man, whoever just tries to cover his sin, man, this guy's going to have a problem. But he says, hey, the guy who confesses sin, he's going to have mercy. So first and foremost thing, we got to recognize and admit that we make mistakes. When you make a mistake, stop trying to cover it up. Stop trying to pretend it didn't happen and stop trying to justify it and just recognize it and admit it. Now, this is really easy for me. This is how my, me personally, Pastor Chris, this is my apology language masterpiece. All I need somebody to do is just say, you did it. Now, I've gotten literally irate with people who have done something that I know they did, watched them do, and they say they didn't do it. You want to talk about my pet peeve? Man, I'll go off the rail. If Don't lie. Just say you did it. You know what I mean? I remember like, oh my God, stuff just all my life. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know, I, I, I got somebody in a church and they used to come a lot more regular than they do now. And they had a problem with things and I would just go, hey, did you do it? And the guy was like, the honest is the day is long. He's like, yeah, I did it today. I'm like, all right, great, let's fix it. You know what I mean? And then I've had people like, did you do it? Oh no, I didn't do it. And then you're like, no, you really did do it. Like, come on, man, stop. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like what I'm saying here is like, if you did something wrong, don't cover it up, repent. You know what I mean? Just get it right. Admit you made a mistake. Some people are so prideful, they can't admit they made a mistake. So check your heart. When's the last time you really admitted, man, you know what? If you confess, you will have mercy. Now, here's the big thing. Where do, I con where do I confess my mistake? To God. I'm telling you, man. Y'all know 1 John 1 and 9. That's an easy one, man. Look at it. You want to see it? Okay. For if we confess our sins, he is what? He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's not confessing to your friend. Now, I know it says confess your faults one to another, but I'm, I'm going to be real, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold that scripture. I agree. I don't think you could share a lot of stuff with a lot of people, just me personally. But this scripture right here says, if we can set, confess our sins, he is faithful. That's God. And just to forgive us. He's the only one that can forgive you. Now, here's what I'm going to say. I believe I need to confess my faults to people I've harmed. Like, if I've been rude to my wife or my kids or maybe you, I apologize. Hey, confessing my faults. Hey, I was a little fresh. Or hey, I shouldn't have said that. Or hey, you know, I didn't need to have that kind of attitude with you. I'm sorry. That I can see confessing when I know I've willfully hurt someone or someone's expressed hurt because of something I did. Have you ever done this? Have you ever said something? And... You didn't, you didn't say it hurtfully or you didn't mean it hurtfully, but somebody took it hurtfully. They just said, that really hurt my feelings. Man, I've, I've repented of stuff 
dude, oh my God, I've repented this stuff. There's no way it was as bad as people say it was, but I just took, I just ate it. I call it just eat it, take ownership of it. If it's going to help somebody else not stumble, you know what I mean? Now, it's not something like, you know, you're not babying people, but, you know, if I say, I mean, I've said stuff like, we got to go there. And it's like, oh, you, you were hard. What do you mean hard? You got to go to, you know, so it's like sometimes people hear the way they feel. So if that's what happens, you know, whatever, but why not? But here's a big one. Um, have you confessed to God? Big question, man. If you know you did it, have you asked God to forgive you? I think this is how you do it. Um, this is how you do it to please the Lord. Well, here's another thing, right? I'm confessing my stake, mistakes to others because they were damaged by my decision. You know? Now, that's Mark eleven twenty five. You can go to Mark eleven twenty five and see that. Because remember, he says, Whosoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall shut not down his heart. And he goes on saying, When you pray, believe you receive when you pray. And then he tells you in 25, he says, Here, boom, this is big. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father in heaven can forgive you. That's the law of sowing forgiveness. So you can reap forgiveness from God. But isn't that big? Like, forgive who? Do you have aught against any? Have you caused offense? Are you offended by someone? That's a big one too. So if I damage you or I hurt you, I ask for forgiveness. But how about this? Are some of you holding offense that you should get rid of to get your prayers answered? Now, see, this is a big one. Like, well, you know, if you look at 1125 and 26, let's, let's look at this because this is all about prayer. Let's check this out. And, you know, and I, I did 24, right? Let's do 23, 24, 25, 26. Let them see it because I think it's going to let them see it. This is the big scripture, right? Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not down his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. So it says right there, he shall have whatsoever he says. I say unto you, what things you desire, when you pray, believe, you receive. So look, right? Say, believe, you receive. Now 25 and 26, let me show you what could be hindering you. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you got unforgiveness, it's going to jack up your prayer life. If you forgive the people you got ought against or you have a problem with, your Father also in heaven will forgive you, your trespasses. Now watch 26. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. That's a law. Well, I'm not forgiven. Well, God's like, well, if you don't forgive, I can't forgive. Isn't that crazy? And then you're like, well, why are my prayers not working? Maybe you didn't forgive. And you know what a lot of people are going to do? Well, you know, Pastor Chris, you better make sure you, um, I mean, how do you say this? Some things you're going to confess don't need to be confessed to people that are going to use it against you. That's why you got to go to God with this stuff. 
Because some people use it as a weapon against you to try to destroy you. You know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like people are not always out for your best interest. So now I'm not talking about somebody you've offended. Well, here's a good story. Ready? You want to hear something cool? Um, I, this happened to me early in my life. And it, it, it was a really great learning experience. And it was really, really good. So somebody was highly offensive, right? Highly, highly offensive. They were totally, it was them all day long. And they had this thing with multiple people. They were just causing offense everywhere they went. You know what I mean? Just some people are like that. And I, I literally got offended at the person because they were just a complete winner. You know what I mean? And I was like, what a piece of work, right? And then I got around other people that they were offended by them and somebody else was offended by them. And one day that scripture just really hit my heart. Like, if you have ought against your brother, leave your gift and go make peace, right? And I said, man, I said, what a, what a, what a mess this is going to be. You know what I mean? Because now if I go to this person and, and try to bring this up, it's going to be a week-long project and cause a mess in the whole thing. Now, they, it wasn't like they were hurting it. They, like, they were hurting people all over the place. But they just didn't, they maybe did it willfully. I don't know. I don't know. But I knew if I brought it up to bring it to this person, it was going to produce no good fruit, just how they were. And the Lord spoke to my heart. I said, I'll do it if you want me to. Like, I'll go up and say, you're high. You know what the craziest thing in the world said? The Lord said to me, and I never forget this as long as I live. He said, what is the highest level of forgiveness you know? I said, I have, no one, I have no earthly idea. What is the highest level of forgiveness I know? He said, was that person offensive? I said, absolutely. Are you 100%? Po I said, 100% positive. And it was like, almost like the Lord was like, this is how I seen it in my head. Like, if I went to five other people that were around when this person was doing their thing, what if I, hands down, 100%, five people would have been like, they're offensive, they're offensive, they're offensive, they're offensive, and they're offensive. I said, absolutely. The Lord said to me, it was kind of like this, what's the highest level of forgiveness? Again, I said, I don't know. He says, is the highest level of forgiveness to walk up to that person, to tell them that they offended you, and to go and tell them that you forgive them, or... Is it, you don't ever tell them at all and just forgive them now. I said, I'll tell you what's a whole lot easier is just to forgive them now and never let them know. So now that's twofold. You be led to the Lord, but I got it. What if that person, what if that person actually had a conscience and I walked up to him and said, you've offended me. I can almost damage them by even going to him with it. Isn't the highest level of forgiveness I go away in my prayer closet with my father and say, I forgive them. Thank you for forgiving me and walk on with life. Hands down, I've used that multiple times and God has always worked it out to the point where I have never been, I don't get offended. I refuse to get offended. So that might help you understand like, why do I got to cause a big wacky schism in the body of Christ because somebody's just a winner? You know what I mean? I'm just going to forgive you by faith. My feelings will catch up. I don't know. I felt like I should express that. Maybe some of you are going through offense, right? Um, 
I think sometimes in life, when, 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 we, when we do damage people or we've done something through a mistake, um, sometimes the proof of repentance is restitution. That's big. Like if I, you know, it's funny. Some, I just went through this this week. It was funny. Somebody I knew, they, 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 they weren't using their head, and they caused some damage um, driving a car. And they were like, what do you think I should do? And I was like, okay, what you need to do is you need to make restitution. And whether the restitution was justified or not, it was like, just do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because you were acting in an ill behavior, and whether it did it or not, you should still make restitution because your action was improper. So say I, um, say I, say I made a mistake and, you know, I, 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 um, I some, sometimes, let me put it the way it's written for me. Sometimes you have to express the plan of restitution and the level of compensation. So sometimes you got to pay for your mistakes and sometimes you have to produce restitution. It's funny. Pastor Liz has a mind like this. My mind works like this. Just say you did it. I'll work it out. We'll figure it out. Her mind works like, oh, you did it, but now what are you going to do to fix it? That doesn't mean she's, you know, grumpy or, you know, she's not walking in love. That's just how she's wired. Me, I'm wired different. I don't care, I don't care what you do to fix it. Let's just not do it no more. You know what I mean? So we got to get this thing figured out. So some of, the, some of the things we realize here is that, yes, we're going to make mistakes. A good man, he falls down, but a good man does what? He gets back up. Now, here's a big one. Pastor Chris, I don't really feel like I can move beyond my mistake. You know, here's the bottom line. Remember this. Your memory is a gift, all right? Use it in its proper place. You got to stop talking about some of this stuff. Because everything that you constantly keep communicating about keeps becoming alive in your conscience, man. Okay? Is that making sense? So it's like, whatever you want to forget about, stop talking about. You know? And I got people, man, I got these, I got buddies. I got this one buddy. You don't know who he is. If this guy doesn't tell me almost every time I see him, he, he, his wife left him like 30 years ago. I'm not trying to be, belittle this. Please understand me. But if you keep talking, I don't know nothing about it. And if you don't tell me, I would have never known until you told me. So whatever you want to forget about, stop talking about it. Okay. I, I hope that's like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, man, we had a setback in seven, stop talking about it. What you want to forget, stop talking about it. Every time you talk about it, you basically cast vision for it. So if you don't talk about it, that picture's not there. If I say, watch this, pepperoni cheese pizza, what do you see? Nacho chips, what do you see? Airplane flying in the air. 
What do you see? It's a picture. It produces pictures. Broken marriage from 73. I don't let it die in your mouth and it'll die in your focus. And you can live beyond it. You know? Because here's the thing. Your your future, your future is deciding on this. This is big, man. So change some of your listening points. Um, big things you got to start doing is you got to realize, man, um, your, your, your speech is a lot. You know what I mean? Especially with this one because I made a mistake. Oh, God. And I know what happens is a lot of you produce, like some of you actually had to go to counseling and you're getting restitution and you're doing all, and all we talk about is Going back to that place, going back to that. Well, after a period of time, it was funny, you know, uh, I was somewhere the other day and people, um, they basically made mistakes. They were big mistakes, you know? And while they were, while they were there, a lot of them had did the initial process of, I made the mistake, you know, I went to class to fix it. I, 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 you know, I, I, I finished the treatment. I finished the, this. It was funny. It was like they were, um, they finished like, oh, they were, um, they were under the influence. So they basically were like, I did the drug treatment. I did the this. I did the, the 90 day dad. I did this. I did this. It's awesome. But then everybody was like, hey, but here's the 12 month program now. You still have to finish. But you're thinking, I got to do this for a year. I just did all this. We understand you're remorseful. We understand you're, you know, you're, you're, you're totally fixed. We understand all that. But we still want to stay with you for 12 months to help you along the process of governing you not to be in the same position again. So what do you think you're going to do for 12 months? You're going to be put back in that thing. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. So you're going to have to learn how to disconnect from the, from the moment in life into the future. Because I don't want this following me into my future. It's hard to, 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 to let those things die if they're constantly being thrown in your face. So you're going to have to become a real good governor of learning from the school of pain. And I'm going to talk more about that next week. But I'm telling you what, man. God, I, I, he ain't going to bring pain, but he sure is going to use it. Because it's going to be a school teacher for you. Um, pain will motivate you, man. Never to do it again. Uh, I think self-affliction was the greatest wound I ever felt. Um, I remember early in my days walking with God. God would be like, no. I'm like, come on. And God would be like, no. And I'd be like, come on, maybe. And then I'd be like, God would be like, no. Or I wouldn't get the green light or it'd be a big mess. And he was like, no. And I'd be like, come on. And I'd be like, you know, stick around long enough to get what I want and then get it and go like, oh, my God, why did I just not listen and no? And then I had a problem and I had, oh, I didn't have grace for it. It was a total mess. And I was sitting there thinking, this is a nightmare. And all the while, I was like, God said, I told you no. Now, from walking all those years with God, when God says do it, I go, are you sure? You know what I mean? Are you positive this is what we're supposed to be doing? Because I've lived in the thing you didn't want me to do until you showed up, and it's miserable. Um, sometimes we become, I'm going to give you a spot here. This is a secret nugget from God. 
when you're not grateful, pain will show up. That's big, man. Ingratitude is corrected through pain. And don't leave the place of pain too quickly. It's a great teacher. Because the only people who really fulfill their dream in life are those who learn how to success, successfully learn from pain. Because when sometimes pain shows up, it'll jar your memory in your moment to start becoming a producer of better decisions in the next season. Most people don't learn from it. That's why they have to habitually go through it. Because pain just means usually something's out of order. And God sometimes allows the pain to become a school teacher. He doesn't bring it, but he allows it so it can grab your attention. It's like if I smack my hand with a hammer, I'm going to get pain. Well, obviously what? You shouldn't be smacking your hand with a hammer and something out of place starts what? Getting my attention. You know? Somebody yesterday, the other day, come and said, man, they dropped something on their foot, you know, in the morning. And by the afternoon, it was like in the evening, you know, I seen them, they're like, man. They're like, oh, man. And I was like, what's up? They're like, man, I dropped that thing on my foot and it's been bugging me all day. It's not broke or anything like that. But what were they saying? A moment, a miscue in the morning was throbbing through the night. That's what pain does. It gets your attention like, hey, you dropped that on your foot. Yeah, that was out of order. We don't walk around dropping stuff on ourselves. It's kind of like decisions we make. You made a bad decision, now pain shows up. You didn't listen to God, now pain shows up. Hey, you didn't follow the word of God, now pain shows up. And then pain's going, hey, do I got your attention now? Hey, do I got your attention now? Hey, do I got your attention now? And you start going like, whoa, I'm gonna learn from this because I don't wanna feel this no more. So there's a lot of little pieces that we're going to learn in this series that are looking at, it might be a mistake, it might have been a miscue, it might have been on purpose, but I don't want to be here no more, so I'm going to turn this thing around, turn it into obedience, turn it into a miracle, and turn it into a great success. We're going to talk more about it, and Sunday, I got a sermon that's going to light you up, man. It's going to teach you how do I walk through this process and access everything that God has for me at that next level. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person that's watching tonight. I thank you, Lord, that they're watching. Thank you for sharing, and Father, thank you for blessing them and keeping them, and I thank you, Lord, that we all make mistakes. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be. We're not gonna be damaged for the rest of our life because we made a mistake and rob ourselves of our future. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna learn for it. We're gonna grow for it. And we're gonna use it as a catalyst to step into our destiny and our purpose. So, Father, bless them and keep them in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. And everybody said, "Amen." Praise the Lord, guys. Don't forget, sign up. I want to see you Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Financial Harvest Conference is here. You need to be in the building. You said, Pastor Chris, is this going to be about money? Is this, no, this is going to be about increase in prosperity. And money's part of that. This is going to be about you leaving a legacy for your kids' kids. You. God wants you here. You need to be here. 
I promise you, I got room for you. Invite all your friends. Get in the building. It's going to be phenomenal. We love you, and I'll see you Sunday. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.